Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 37 and 48 year old from San Diego, California, <laughs> USA and Toronto, Ontario, Canada. They are the horses of Optima World Sports and the creator of the locker token, whatever the flip that is. And their hockey journey has taken them to Canada, the USA, Italy, Switzerland, France, Germany, and a bunch of other places that the research team didn't find. One is a legend of the Park City pioneers that probably get dismantled <laughs> by the Jackson Hole moose all the time. And the other signed almost every shed guy to the San Francisco Bulls. Welcome back to the shed, <laughs> David Amonti and Pat Curcio, or the Cur Dog, or Crypto Pat. <laughs> I, I just it. talked to one of your former teammates last night, Scott Arson. Kirk. No way, you talked to ours. I just met him I last night him. In, the, in the shed. Yeah, he it came no up. No way, he was yeah. our captain in London. Yeah. So, how many years did you coach in London? Two years. And you had Salts and was Salts on the team all and ours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were from the London. Yes, they were local boys. Yeah, that's cool. Great guys. We yeah, had a I, blast. Awesome. I got Arson to Glasgow. So you were with Arson too, then? Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I got a hold of him. Can't remember. He was saying he did a tryout in London, Ontario, for uh, for for um, was it uh, Nottingham with Salts, and then uh, he did a skate for a guy in London, and then. Because the same owner, Finner, reached out to him. I know everything in my shed, man. I'm like an agent, just like you guys. <laughs> That's how it went. I think Mike Ellis is the one that put me in touch. Mike Ellis. I don't know who that is. I think he used to coach in Nottingham at one point, like years ago. Uh, you guys know. I So I've been trying to figure out how to keep up with everything with hockey. There's a lot of shit goes on this time of year. So I guess in the tax, the tax world, it's, it's the biz right now. It's the season. And for you guys, it must just be busy as hell eh? it's getting there uh, you can you hear the phone beeping non-stop <laughs> all your insecure players wondering where they're going <laughs> or less what's going on and this year is crazy right because the whole khl mess has created so much uncertainty and it's just <laughs> going to be a trickle-down effect if this all transpires the way it looks like it is so it's creating a little bit of a log jam these teams aren't moving like they're normally moving bud and so I have questions about that then. So what went on with like the Canadian North American players when all this has started, are they still over there playing hockey, getting paid? So a lot of guys, uh, Canadians for the most part, stuck it out. A few guys uh, left right away from Russia. Just, they were just not, yeah. you know, comfortable just, staying there with the war going on. 
And uh, what, you know, I guess basically what has happened since then is there's a few problems we have. Obviously, all the sanctions, right, against Russia, right? So with those sanctions, the governments are all, you know, NATO countries are all against what's going on. So when it comes to visas, there's going to be issues for players, North American, Swedes, Finns, to get into the country, even if there was a player that wanted to go back next year, right? So that hasn't been, you know, resolved, how that's going to all work. And then you got the IIHF, which is a whole other governing body hockey that, you know, they're already suspending their national teams from going to tournaments. We'll see how uh, that transpires. They may not allow players to be transferred to Russia. So we don't know yet. It's all up in the air, but it's, it's creating a lot of uncertainty. I would agree. Yeah, there's a lot of trickle down effect for when shit goes sideways. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys don't <laughs> waiting. What's that? Yeah. A lot of other teams at lower levels don't want to do anything because they think they're going to get a big fish because of it. Right. Yeah. Because then they think they're getting, well, it's like when uh, Rico Rossi signs being Hellbron before the lockout. Right. <laughs> I bet, I bet you if he had that ink back, he probably would have taken it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> us, us second league Germans that got signed before the lockout was official. <laughs> there was they were still, right. What's that? What's there that was thing? no lim- there was no limit in like the licenses back then. No, no right? yeah, you could sign as many as you want. At one point, I think we had uh, eight or nine imports, and you could play five. Now they <laughs> well, it was five back then, right? It was five. Yeah, now it's yeah four. Now you have now licenses. You four and six light. Yeah, yeah. So, so six licenses for the year, right? So you can't just yeah. ask guys like you used to. Well, because Chernomaz one year brought in like eleven or ten tryout guys. It was crazy. And, like and I, I remember when that was happening in the second league in Germany, it was, I think it was Helbron started it one year with, they started bringing guys over on two week contracts. And yeah. then, uh, and that's when the, the contracts around the league decline or they all went down because they could find the rare guy for really cheap on their two week contract. And if not, they just send them home and bring the next guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, David Amonti, did you ever catch any Jackson Hole moose games this year? <laughs> oh, not this year, but I've had some battles at, at that barn. Had a game-winning shootout goal one time. So they fights. do went, lose some games? I heard their top score had over 100 points in like 20-something games. Yeah, we used, to, we used to usually win the first game or come close to winning it and then get annihilated the second night because we had a couple shifts at the Cowboy Bar Friday night. <laughs> with knuckles in the crew the old the old cowboy bar yeah we're cowboy. sat on those saddles the, the chairs oh. are saddles it's crazy many times many times uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you had a few game misconducts from that place and so day. pat you know what we're talking about the jackson hole moose you've been there i've been to jackson hole i've been to the bar he's talking about too saddled cowboy. up myself cowboy <laughs> bar is good sounds yeah. good sounds right up my alley yeah yeah um, anyways, okay, moving on, Pat, let's get into this. Okay. Cause one yeah. of the reasons I reached out and I wanted to have you on is because you keep putting stuff on social media about this, um, locker token. And I don't yeah. know shit about crypto. My life is busy enough. And I, when you put it out there, I'm like, I don't know what this is about and I don't even know where to start. So can you please just explain this shit to me? Yes, I will try to explain it as easy, simple as as I can. So basically what we've created is a platform that it can be used by anyone, but we developed it for the pro sports industry so that teams can pay their players in crypto. It's just a matter of time before everybody asks to be paid in crypto. Why would you want to go to a bank, 
have your monies locked up. The stories we can go on and on about how players have had money stuck in Sweden and Finland and Russia and Czech and now SWIFT codes and IBANs and the loss of currency. You trying to wire money from Germany to Canada, you lose money on exchanges, takes weeks and transfers, all this crazy stuff. When I can set you up right now on the app while we're talking and it's a split second, text you cryptocurrency, which it doesn't have to be Bitcoin or Ethereum. You can be paid in USDT, stable coins like a euro that's tied to those currencies so there's no fluctuation but you have the money immediately in your hand it's an incredible so revolution i guess because i don't know anything about crypto okay so you're saying you could get paid in normal money but you also get paid in this uh, the new money (laughs) so like let's say a team's paying you fifty thousand euros okay and you're making 10 grand a month, let's say. Yeah. Well, instead of getting t- paid wired to your bank account, the team's going to have the ability to wire right to your wallet. You don't have to worry about a Saturday, a Sunday, the bank being open, how to get the money to Canada or the U.S. Players, no matter where you are, the money's going to be in your wallet. And then in, your, in your locker token. Yeah, a locker token is another cryptocurrency. It's a token. And that'll be the utility that people, if you're buying an NFT on the app or all these different things, you'll have to use locker token to buy those NFTs on the app. NFT? So it's pretty sick. Sorry. And <laughs> What's an so NFT? An NFT is a non-fungible token. And what it means, it's, it basically gives an address, a unique address to a picture, basically. It could be anything. A picture that you snap something live and you make it as an NFT, a hockey card, a, a memorabilia, a shirt, whatever. It's an NFT. But once there's only one, that's what makes it so valuable. So you see these NFTs like, Buddy of mine in Switzerland bought an NFT for twenty nine million dollars, so you can see how valuable some of these things Sorry, are. What? <laughs> like I, I'm so confused though. Like I, I mean, I always appreciated just when the team would get the money in the account like within the month, right? Because sometimes it was months later, and you're like, "Hey, haven't been paid in a while." <laughs> I know. Yeah. So. It's interesting. So it's amazing what we're doing. So you have we're, to we're you have that buy-in from the players and then as well as the team, or I guess the players could get involved somehow without the teams or what? Yeah. So you're going to need, well, players are already buying crypto and there's so much adoption already, but what, what we're going to see happen is players are going to be asked to be paid in crypto just because of the ability to have control of your own money immediately, no centralized network telling you when and when you can get your money and uh, you know, the ability to, not lose money in different currencies when through fluctuations and all kinds of different things. So we're going to give players the ability to do it quicker. And then teams are going to have many benefits to put pay in crypto, you know, the, the ability to not have to have a huge HR department. It's, I mean, there's so many, so many benefits to the teams. Uh, that's why we're so excited about this. Well, and I just don't know anything about it. And it's like, I really don't know anything about crypto. You're saying that, with everything fluctuating, mm-hmm. doesn't crypto fluctuate? Well, not if you buy it in stable coins. Only Bitcoin, Ethereum, a lot of these tokens have fluctuation, but you can buy USDT, be paid in USDT. It's tied to the US dollar. So it's, it's the same fluctuation as the US dollar, same currency. And so then you, well, yeah, that makes my brain hurt. It's like, <laughs> it's like with everything going on in the hockey world right now, there's season endings, there's players signing yeah. different places, there's people getting ready to yeah. leave or move home. And it's like, guys, I can't keep up with all this. Like, I, <laughs> I only have so much do you time. Have, do you have a, your iPad in front of you right now? 
no i I, I, try, I try i try to not look at phones when i do this i'm not i'm not <laughs> one of those new school guys that can do that but i got i got a phone here i'm gonna i'm gonna teach you i'm gonna set you up with a wallet right now and i'm gonna text you crypto as we speak and i'm gonna i'm gonna shock the the world at how easy this is so i want you to type in i'm gonna to type in app dot into Walker. the internet yeah, into the internet for now. Yeah. Yeah, into the a internet. App. Yeah, app dot locker dash token dot com. Okay. Okay, when that pops up. We'll see here. Oh, here we are. There it is. Okay. Welcome to token. Okay, yeah. Next. Yeah, and now. Our wallet, our app automatically creates a wallet for you. Okay. Which not, no other product does this. So watch. Now you're going to open that up. Okay. Yeah. I, I got it. All right. right. I'm All in right. there like Perfect. swimwear, baby. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> now click on the little toggle top right. Yeah. The wheel, the gear. Yep. The gear. And then click on security. Okay. Click on backup. Okay. And then see how it says show words. The bottom. Yep. Okay, then you got to hold it down because it's private. Take a screenshot of those 12 words and never lose them. Those are your wallet. That's your 12 words or your Bible. Okay, <laughs> beautiful. Now you got a wallet. Okay? okay, so now go back to this main page where it says crypto bottom left. Crypto bottom left. Yep. Yep. Okay, now go up to the little circle on the right and create your username. Click on the picture, set alias. Hold on, slow down. I'm hitting crypto here. Then yeah, what? okay. Now on the top top left there, you'll see it that little top left. Yeah, I yeah, went top right. It. I went top. Okay. okay. You gotta go left, bar down. Bar. Then, I then... never did that. I'm always <laughs> top right. That's you don't see blockers. Blockers got the knob there, and then they get the lucky save, and you're like, that's bullshit. I beat you. <laughs> I go top right. There ain't no stick out the end that side. <laughs> So click on uh, the set alias and erase that long number in there and put your username, whatever you want. You're going to set this up. It's yours forever. No one else can have this username. You're telling me I can get into. Just watch how fast. Just put your name in there. All righty. Type in your username. Okay. It's in there. Save. Okay. Save. Okay. Now go to chat. Bottom right. Yeah. Type in my name, my username, P Curcio. And text me. <laughs> this is so <laughs> weird. Hi, <laughs> hi, crypto Pat. <laughs> uh, got it. Beautiful. You did, so you just got a text from me on your yeah, platform. Watch, so watch this. Now I'm going to send you crypto, Wally. You're going to have crypto for the first time in your life right now in about three seconds. I'm sending you 10 bucks in Ethernet because I'm I'm such a nice guy. You I'm sending it eat. Take a look at your wallet in the chat. You just got crypto. You're right. I did. What you just sent me money? <laughs> this like a, you just sent you money. This is like a tip yeah. or what? <laughs> <laughs> 10 ten dollars in ETH. You just got her. In E. Ethernet. It's called Ethereum. So what the what does that mean? <laughs> Ethereum, Ethereum is a a type of cryptocurrency a lot of the blockchain ethereum is used like a lot of things are built on the ethereum network 
So Bitcoin is the biggest, Ethereum is the second largest, and there's many in between after those two. But if you now go to the home page, go to crypto, refresh your page. Yeah. So I'm in the locker token again here, the front page here. Yeah. Yeah. You should see Ethereum in your account. You should have a balance at the top. My locker token thinks is still zero, I think. Or Ether. Takes a second to update sometimes. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. it is. 10 bucks. I got 10 there bucks. You go. So you, are yeah. you telling me it's kind of like the stock market? Like that 10 bucks can go yeah, up and just, down? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I can send you locker token. You can see all these different tokens. Those are all different currencies. I think most players will get paid in USDT because that's tied to the US dollar and there's no volatility. It doesn't so, get too crazy. You'd rather just get it in US dollars. You know yeah, what you're getting. Or, and it, exactly. Exactly. So that's the benefit. That's how beautiful. So imagine you're in so Canada. I, well, let's say, imagine yeah. I raffle off Matt Carruth jersey for his sister and his nephew. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, hey, let's collect this money. And then... Yeah. The website gives me pounds, which then I have to change to euros, which then I have to change to Canadian dollars to get to my account, which then I have to change to American dollars to give to them. So I went through exactly. four different currencies to right. get them their money. Tell them now to send it to you in Locker Token or Ethereum or Bitcoin. You get it all on your wallet. Don't lose those 12 words because you can open this wallet anywhere you want to put on the Internet. So that's your 12 words or your Bible. Don't lose. So when you got to sign in, you put in your words. They'll ask you for your words. Yeah. And any other than your phone, because your phone will remember you. Okay. But let's say you went on your computer. You got to import those 12 words. You go to security, click on import, put those 12 words in, and then it links all your, your wallet, wherever you are. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but I just don't understand how do you know what's going to go up or down because I've played the stock market before I did it what <laughs> I did it one time say there was this really wonderful company in Germany and I can get a bad knee injury and then all of a sudden you get compensated for your bad knee and then you're like well you know what I've never had like the odd penny to throw around and you're like let's put it on, let's put it on cannabis and then it becomes yeah. legal and everything crashes and you're like oh so i lost all my money that's cool <laughs> I, uh, I think cryptos and the adoption is going to happen you're going to see you see how easily things can move and how amazing it is and i think bitcoin and ethereum and these things are going to be the future and countries are starting to make it legal tender now and it's uh it's all going to happen and we wanted to take care of the sports world buddy and that's so, the thing is I don't like change. I don't like things getting confusing. And it was another thing I kept seeing you posting. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't know what's happening. And I need to find <laughs> out because, you know, when you're not with the curve, you get yeah. left behind. Right. And it seems like you are the curve. <laughs> well, and, you know, when you were in Denmark was, was Rungstead, were they, oh, do they play in the Bitcoin arena yet? God, no. It can't yeah, be yeah, yeah. called the I've Bitcoin arena. <laughs> Yeah, that makes more sense than why Scott Arson played in Rungstead in the Continental Cup. Because I asked him, I'm like, you played where? I'm like, that shitty arena that's like an under 11 Ontario small town rink. Like they're they're paying guys full salaries in Bitcoin if they want to. Yeah, so it's already happening. It's already happening. So we're we're getting there. And now they're going to be able to use this app, and we're going to get teams to integrate it and. Teams are going to have tons of savings because it's even difficult for teams, right? They've got to manage money. Now they can just onboard their money once. They can have it in their wallet, pay players 
whenever, you know, instantly on the app. So well, the only gonna thing I'm cool. going to say, you know, cause I still don't know that much. All I know is I got 10 bucks that might be worth more or less. Uh, but when I was in Germany, getting my money home could be a nightmare. And then you, you'd meet a company that'd be like, well, we can do it for this price. Yep. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> and then you switch countries and <laughs> different bank accounts. And it's just like, you would, you're right though. You would talk to guys and they'd be like, well, I still have an account open in Germany that has like yeah. a couple grand in it. Right. <laughs> well, just Danny Crystal the other day was the craziest story. When he signed in Brinus years ago, we put him there. He opened a bank account there. They put all this money in when they sign on money and all this different money. Then he got boost and we moved him to Switzerland. He's in Switzerland, left the money in Sweden, lost his little pin card. Since then, he's played in Russia, China, <laughs> Czechoslovakia, and the money's still in Sweden. If he doesn't fly back to Sweden to prove his identity, he can't get his money. Like, how bizarre is that in 2022, right? It's crazy. I had a bank account in Hungary, and they wanted me to go in in person in Budapest to get money out one time because I uh, my verification expired or something like that. And so I had money stuck in Hungary for a long time. I remember, so yeah, I guess like with the BG and getting hurt in Germany, right? You can still be getting compensated and not be in the country. And I remember that money was getting paid to a bank in Landsuit that I hadn't been to in 10 years. And you would need some certain code that they'd mailed to you like 10 years ago to like do any banking transfer. It was a nightmare. <laughs> exactly it's crazy so uh, we're revolutionizing the world here buddy it's awesome well i know and so you came up with this idea how did you do this <laughs> so yeah that's it's a great great story so through all our trials and tribulations dave you know partner of ours and then gary over the years we've dealt with so many headaches and players that are devastated and you know the kirby reichel story is one that stands out the most you know he was just in russia two years ago and uh, had about 150,000 US dollars in a bank account there in rubles. And he got trade, got basically bought out, couldn't get the money wired. They would not wire the money from the bank. All these different documents didn't line up. So he left the country to go play in Charlotte, the American League, calling us every day saying, I can't get my money. I can't get my money. They won't wire it. I can't get back. There's no way I can go back to Russia. Blah, blah, blah. Crazy. But he had his bank card still from Russia. So the lady said to him, try to take out money on the bank card. So he did. And the limit was 2000 a day. And he literally went to the bank machine every day for 60 something days, took out two grand until he cleared out every penny. But he lost about 15 grand in fees. And every day he was sweating that they were going to cancel the bank card. And then he'd be screwed. So you can imagine the, the stress. stress. And, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we've dealt with all that. So when we kind of learned about crypto, met some of the right people, and uh, I met Dennis, who was the, really the pioneer behind the, the development and the smart stuff behind the crypto. We told him about all these things. He's like, well, why don't players get paid in crypto and teams can adopt? You know, and then that's how this all started. And here we are today, 10 months later. So I'm well, so excited. Makes, the iOS is coming out. So now it makes sense. To me, it <clears> makes sense. I don't know why you'd buy the, the ones. Like, I don't know if they're going to go up or down or whatever, yeah. but like, if I could get paid in U.S. dollars and it just shows up on my phone and then I can do what I please with it, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> 100%. And that's where we're going to be. Eventually, we'll have bank cards and credit cards tied to our app and all these features. So you really wouldn't need nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeepers. And I just thought you were the cur dog. Look at you go. <laughs> that's exciting, yeah. though. Like, coming up with new shit's fun, right? It's like, it's like the shed. Like, I... 
I can't keep up with everything that's happening. And I have just as much fun every time I come out here as the first time. My heart <laughs> still flutters. As soon as someone's like, yeah, I'll come. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I always listen to your podcast when I get, you got one of our ex players on there. I love the old boys. Oh yeah. Well, great they, guys. You know what though? In the hockey world, the shed guys, everybody still wants to be in contact. Everybody still wants to talk. It's only the, the few select folks that weren't that great of people that, that don't want to talk or hear from their old boys. Right. And um, I haven't heard a bad word about you back in your days, even with the San Francisco bulls, even when they went tits up, everybody still says they <laughs> want to go there. And you know, what's weird is all the guys you were signing are like all yep. shed guys. I can't believe how many guys have ties to San Francisco bulls and you yeah, are just recruiting whoop. shed guys <laughs> <laughs> for the future. Right. Uh, I like it. You, 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 you were, you were, you were going for character guys though. Right. 100%. 100%. That's all matters. You yeah. want good people around you, right? Good character guys, guys that you want to be able to have a beer with in the conversation, right? Well, and so I guess you, I guess, David, let's get you involved now is uh, you do have to have uh, conversations with this guy. You guys are partners. I have two agents in my shed right now, two pro <laughs> agents. <laughs> we, we talk it's pretty much every day. Do you? And you must have Better. all these insecure young men texting and calling you, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not too bad right now. Not yet. But not I mean, yet. You get midsummer. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be some frantic young men, eh? Yeah. Once guys, <laughs> once guys start getting home and they have nothing to do and they're sitting there saying, "Now what?" Yeah, that's when it gets fun. Yeah, that happened for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No that's doubt. when I found my own job and gassed my age. <laughs> and there's a lot of guys that don't do any work for the players and, and they're trying to wait for the things to come to them. And that's, uh, you know, they're not around very long if they do. And you know what, David, you're one of the guys through this whole time in the shed. There's like a few people that have said something to me that like really stick with me with what I'm doing. Yeah. And when you were talking about how you love talkie, you're trying to figure out how to like still be in the game or however it worked. And you were like, I found my window into the players and I just gave her, like, I just gave her. And I'm, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I've, sure. I had my group of friends, but like, then it's expanding because like, I'm out here giving her right. And you got to come out here and do this shit or else you don't meet new people. Hardest part is putting yourself out there and, 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 you know, getting kicked in the teeth a few times and uh, saying, well, that was dumb or, you know, that was embarrassing. But at the end of the day, you know, you learn from it and you get better. And, uh, you know, it's the only way to, it's the only way to figure it out. I think in my personal opinion, at least is to kind of just experience it firsthand. Well, you got a lot of shed guys um, on your roster and one of them, um, I'm just lining up a group chat with some fellows that live around concurred before my June 25th golf tournament. Two Ales and Hockey Tales is having a golf tournament at Ainsdale Golf Course right around the corner here, June 25th. And um, I have a confirmed foursome, and one of them is your player, who just blew a three. They blew a 3-1 lead in the semis, he said, and he's a little distraught. Riker Killens? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Riker. Nice. Yeah. Old Riker. Nice. He's, uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, his first year over there, I mean, it's always. Uh, I, I haven't looked. How did he do? They went to the semis, and they almost went to the finals right so yeah, done well i mean there's there's a learning curve obviously your first year over especially when you go mid-season i always find it hard if it's your first go just um, living in a new country and meeting the yeah. just missing, like it's just different right 
and missing training camp is never easy over there, especially when you know, you're used to playing in the coast or something and it's a 10 day camp versus a, you know, six week camp. Right. I could have missed those every year. Oh, they're, they're not fun. And I think they're excessive and not really worth it in a lot of situations. But so, Sometimes there's more injuries when you get out of those than <laughs> eight, eight exhibition games, just because, you know, someone on the team wants to go to Italy for a weekend. It really, the preseason at Beatingheim was some of the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, uh, we used to go July 1st. Yeah. I mean, it's, there wasn't even ice in the arena till the mid August. We were there for six weeks without ice and we're hockey players. And I've never seen a preseason game that's like highly attended either. Right. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, in my opinion, but. Especially hey. when people are pros and they're going to be in shape and ready to go. But exactly. With all the fitness testing they have to do anyways, like you're going to know if they're in shape or not. Yeah. So we did just plan this like literally three minutes ago. <laughs> so I don't, the research team's brutal today. Sorry guys. <laughs> I needed to know about crypto and that Dave, we were uh, texting the other night while I was at an arena. You got a lot going on with players too that nowadays, eh? Yeah, I've got a few things on the go. <laughs> a few things on the go. To, to be determined. Um, what's interesting to me, though, is I remember being in Germany, is you could sign a deal with the team, right? And the team would be like, well, let's just put it in the drawer for like two months, and then uh, we'll announce it at the right time, right? I bet you you got, you got lots of players that have already signed and nobody knows. Players and coaches and whatnot, but they uh, – I mean, it's – those circles are very small. Once one person finds out, everyone in the industry knows. So yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh it's small world and people talk, right? Yeah, you got to keep it to yourself. Yeah, you know, it's uh you know, some situations are more sensitive than others. Um, but I think there'll be some press releases soon on a few of them. We'll see. Well, and like for me, like I made no more things sometimes than Cause I'm like half agent now in my shed, but I'm, I work voluntarily. Um, but the thing is, is like, I would never announce it or release it because that ain't my business. You know, you come to the shed, you tell me what you want to tell me. <laughs> well, and, and we have to get you a few exclusives here. Once everything's publicized. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. We will. I like, I, I like exclusives, you know? Yeah, I, I'm still waiting for episode 200 when Simsy comes on and tells me that they're going to retire Jeff Luguis jersey, right? We'll, we'll just make you the EIHL insider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works. Especially when we, uh, we, leak, we leak a big news when the, the, when the locker app becomes the crypto first official crypto platform, the UK national. Well, team. when my, <laughs> there you go. And when my, yeah. ten, when my 10 bucks of ether, net or whatever it was becomes 12 bucks i'm gonna let everybody know all right it will it's up today you made money right now since i sent it really (laughs) yeah i see i keep hearing about this stuff i'm like i really don't know but then there's people in the stock market that like make money and i'm like well i have no idea how to do that because i just here's the difference i'll tell you one thing stock market you've got to rely on the ceos and these people running these companies right when you're investing crypto nobody's running it it's for the whole world trades 24 7 you don't have to worry about someone having a shitty quarter because he was drunk for seven days straight or something crypto does its own thing really? nobody controls it yes sir but i yes. still don't get it <laughs> most of the guys i know made more 
on returns and crypto last year than they did on any savings account in the world. Oh, so. guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. Oh, always. Pat, that's a cute photo that you just went to. You used to have a video. <laughs> oh, you, is that is that what happened? Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. find. Okay. Well, here we go. I, I got, got no notes, but I always here. ask this question, Dave. Where? Yeah. What are you doing now? Beautiful Salt Lake City. Sitting here, trying to work some deals. Get them going. Ran into Kevin Labatt out there at all lately? No, I haven't played hockey in oof three or four months. Yeah, I've played to... in years. Yeah, I... <laughs> the last time I played was disappointing. So I said, yeah, I need a break. Yeah. Well, actually, one exciting thing that happened for me today was I found a roller hockey league for my son. I always played roller hockey. I always nice. loved it. And I thought it yeah. was a huge for thing skill. for my development, right? Mm-hmm. You got to learn mm-hmm. how to make two-on-ones happen. That's four-on-four, full ice. And I found a, a league around here that the guy told me he had 60 kids signed up. And it's oh. not that far away. And I'm in the boonies. So I, I'm really excited about that. And then they asked me to come out for the beds night. And I'm like... I haven't rolled, I haven't played roller hockey since I was an arch champion at Western Michigan. I don't know if the knee could handle that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I tried to rollerblade about a year ago, and uh, stopping is not as easy as easy as it used to be. I don't. I think it would really yeah, jar good. the knee if I tried to stop on rollerblades again. <laughs> Growing no, candy. Yeah. So you're doing you're swinging deals then, eh? That's what you're doing out there. You're on the Attempting phone. You're to. working it. Attempting to. Yeah. So yeah. it's. The well, league game does a great job. And I guess with all the KHL stuff, right. And like the trickle down effect, it's, it's a, every year is a little different, right. And you got to know what kind of market you're in and what, what teams are paying what, eh? Yeah. Like right now I'm seeing the low, the lower level teams, like Oberliga teams, the budgets are through the roof. Why? And, uh, they all want to move up. Like the, so they're crazy. back, they're back to winning and you move up. Cause when I was in Germany, they stopped moving up and down and the, the I, I heard the contracts right before I got there were a lot more than when I was there. And then they went down because of those tryout contracts. And uh, it when teams wanted to win and move up to the DL, they were paying. And when teams wanted to move up from the Ober League into the second league, they were paying. Yeah, the oh, yeah. now it's it's getting crazy. And I think that there's some really good opportunities for guys to, to make a good living there. In the Oberliga. More so. O- than only select teams, though, probably about a handful of them or what? About a third of them, probably. Really? Yeah, more so than you think. And there's a lot of, like, that Oberliga wasn't that bad. I played, like, the Pokal against them. There's And there's nice cities, right? Yeah. But oh, the, yeah. Top is, the top half is really competitive. The bottom half, you get more in the beer league mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but the top half, yeah, is really professional. And like you said, really good cities, um, good crowds, good arenas, really professional setups. But then the bottom half is more semi-pro type thing. Yeah, I well, you know what? Semi pro is pretty fun when you get to crack beers after games and they pay you enough. Yes. You know, <laughs> a couple of cabina fest mixed in. Twice the money for half the work. Yeah. Um, so Pat, where and what are you doing now? Well, I just got back from a six-week tour in Europe where I hit up uh, most countries, and now uh we moved from Texas and we're moving to Florida in September, and right now I'm in between and I'm in Mexico. <laughs> you're in mexico right now <laughs> i'm in playa del carmen yes sir <laughs> holy moly Shocked and you I just went to europe huh? for six weeks you just went to europe yeah, a... i'm gonna have to get into this crypto shit it sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Folks, I don't think we take crypto yet on the website, but this jersey right here, signed by my under 11 Concard and Canucks that I'm wearing, game-worn jersey, is uh, up for raffle at aleshockeytails.com, and that is to fund the most legendary under 11 year-end party ever. So buy your raffle tickets at aleshockeytails.com. Cause I love those little punks. <laughs> a lot of pizzas, a lot of candy, huh? I actually don't know what I'll do with the money. Um, Craig Beck fella. I've never met from the UK today, tipped me 50 pounds and said, I hope the boys have a great time. And I was like, wow, the shed, the shed family is just full of great people. And, um, I don't I honestly don't know what we'll do with the money. Maybe we'll get them all new mini sticks and have some kind of a tournament. I don't know what to do yet. You know? Whatever. I'm sure it'll be uh, enjoyable either way. At least a case of root beer too for the boys, yeah. right? <laughs> sure. Uh, rush. Okay. So Pat, how many years did you coach the London Knights? Two years. How'd you get in there with them? Cause um, like from what how I've much, heard how, talking how much around. Time, how much time you got? <laughs> well, not that much. <laughs> not as much I'll as I'll tell usual. you a long story short. So, uh, I was coaching in Pickering tier two and I took a last place team to the final. We won two game seven series that were just so exciting. Had guys like Rick Schofield on my team and a few other guys, you know, Rick still playing in VLAC. And um, when that happened, uh, Mark was at a game scout and a young player named Andy Andrioff, who was called up, played for me, played in the NHL and stuff. And uh, Mark was at the rink one night and I said, uh, we just got talking and I just said, I'd love to coach in the OHL. And that was it. Never heard from him again. That was in May. And I said, I got to find these guys. So I went to the NHL draft in Columbus with Dale Mitchell. I drove Dale down with his mom and we drove to Columbus. And at the Columbus draft, I met uh, a guy at the bar. His name was Randy Clark, one of the greatest guys I ever met. He passed away uh, a year or so ago, but he was a young guy. It was tragic, but he was Dale's best friend. They farmed together, grew up together in Petrolia. And his son runs the car dealerships now, Chase Clark. But I met Randy at the bar in Columbus and I'm drinking beside this guy and he's, he's uh, talking about petroleum, blah, blah, blah. We're going back. I said, Hey, you know, wouldn't have to know about, uh, you, you don't know Dale, do you? He goes, I came with Dale on the camper. We are being my best friend. <laughs> da, da, da. So between Clark, he called him my agent. He introduced me to Dale. We got, we hung out for three days straight, me, Clarky and Dale. And I kept telling him, I signed in London nights with Dale right after that weekend for 20 grand to be the assistant coach, 20 grand. I went to London for, and I used to call Clarky because he'd come to every game. I said, Clarky, you're the worst agent I ever had in my life. He was my, he was my best buddy. <laughs> and uh, so that's the, the story. And then we just hit it off. Dale and I we were just two similar guys. And well, it you was don't awesome. seem like great yeah. hockey guys. Cause everybody I talked to that played for London around that time, like they rave about the coaching and uh, the time they had. Right. So yeah, 100%. it doesn't fun, take man. long to hit it off with guys. You know, it's like me and uh, ours last night. We hit it off. Never met it before. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, love it. Um, but David, were, were you not coaching kids there for a while? Are you still doing that? You're probably too busy. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm a terrible coach. Are you? I don't take myself seriously enough to, as a hockey coach. So I'm not good at being the hard ass or anything like that. I, you know, I, I love it. I actually, I actually think I'm really good at it. And I usually don't say I'm good at stuff. I think I'm good at coaching kids. <laughs> okay, I, I, I had, I enjoyed it to a certain extent. Um, 
the games were fun. Practices were frustrating. Um, because they drive can be. They drive me crazy when they would keep messing up. Because uh, yeah. I had it in my mind how it should go, and I'm probably half the problem is I'm a terrible. I'm terrible at explaining drills. Right, so, that doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't help. I, I just freak. I just freak out, and I'm like, yeah. So I had to find someone like uh, this John Pushcart who played in the East Coast. Like he helped me. Uh, he actually had to just run the practices, and I just hung out and shot the shit with all the kids. Is that right? Yeah. So it's weird how it all works, and every coaching staff probably everybody has different roles, right? I had another coach who was episode thirty-seven, Ryan Dudgeon, and he was like the X and O's guys. He would bring, like he would get into that stuff. And I was more of the raw, raw guy, like get yeah. you pumped up and then like have a relationship with you, make sure you're in a good mood, make sure you're happy to play hockey. Okay. And like, you know, um, <laughs> but we, we yeah. had a good, we had a good balance because he did his thing and I did my thing. And like, he would go in and do an X and O's speech. And then I would come in guns ablaze and like, let's get ready to roll. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to miss him because his son's moving up in age group and I, I won't be able to coach with him next year. And you don't realize like how good you got it right until, you know, yeah, next year when you don't true. have a guy with the mind like him, like he was an NCAA player, played some pro in Germany. And like you get two coaches like us on a minor hockey team, we could call each other and have a practice organized in three minutes, you know? Yeah. hundred percent background, all the drills, you remember your favorite stuff, you know, you instantly have a great practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, only reason I helped is like Corey Nielsen's son uh, was on the team and I got, it's a small world. We start talking to people. <laughs> Corey, so, so little Logan, uh, who's actually on the GB U18 national or U20 national team. Now he's our top scorer. Uh, I got him when he was a 15 year old and he was, he was very average and it uh, was fun to watch him grow into a pretty decent player. He's playing the Alberta junior league now. Um, you know, but I kind of grew attached to him and a few of the other kids in the team. So I kind of wanted to see it through until they aged out. And now that they're gone, I'm uh, free. You can get attached to them. It, uh, it's something. I've had some nice messages from some parents since, and that uh, hits you right in the heart. You know, it's like a punch right in the heart when they message you like that they really appreciate what you did with their kid for the year. You're like, huh, all right, <laughs> you know. That's some crazy <laughs> ones, though. Wait until you find the crazy ones and they don't like Oh, it. no, there are yeah, crazy ones. Too. There still are crazy ones, but I think um, getting the potential out of the kids and getting absolutely everything you can out of the kids, the parents respect that. I think, um, like, there were games in the middle of the season where we'd have a stinker. And then the negativity when you start losing is just That's disgusting, silly. right? And it's like, if you're winning, everything's great. And it's like, so you're saying because we scored that goal at the end and they didn't, like, now everything's great. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's always the same. We either won or lost. Like, grow up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we did have a great time. And I, you guys probably don't follow on social media, but I had one hell of a belly flop for the fellas in the pool. <laughs> I had promised them a belly flop if they made the All-Ontario Tournament. And then we never got around to it, too busy playing. And then once we got put out on the Saturday night, she was a full go. <laughs> I jumped as high and as far as I could. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so um, Dave, this question's for you because you uh, are the agent of more of my honey holes, Denmark, the UK, second league, Germany. So who's paying the big bucks out of those leagues now? Because Denmark, I mean, I, I, 
I'm being honest. I took a pay cut out of the second league Germany to go there. So what's that like now? Then I took another pay cut to go to the UK league. So, you know, uh, it's Danish league teams are pretty much all about the same. Um, there's, I mean, even the high end teams that, you know, like Sandy used and whatnot, they're pretty much about the same as when you were there. It um, hasn't changed much. Maybe a little bit less, but maybe not a lot less. Um, so you'd still rather be one of the four imports in the second league in Germany. Uh, yeah, because if it's secondly in Germany, it's the guys who are there. Um, they're starting to be paid well to be retained annually. Um, and the deals are getting almost better every year. It's crazy. Really? I'm, I mean, the bottom might fall out at some point, hopefully not. But I mean, for the time being, take it while you can. Well, and the thing is, is with only six imports allowed for the year and you can only play four like that brings the price up right once you start having the tryout shit that's when things... exactly and and the teams now with this dl promotion uh a possibility they're they're going all in to try to make that happen right yeah and that's when people get paid <laughs> and then the relegation also with, with the third league teams trying so hard to move up um the the bottom end teams in the dl2 are having to open the wallet just to get a few guys just just to, just to stay up we look at selb this year i think they won they were a promote. They promoted last year from the Overliga. The Wolves. They yeah, they won like four games all year. They were atrocious in the second league. Selbst. Atrocious, yes. and they uh, they they brought in one of our goalies at the deadline. Um, brought in a few players and like just spent some money like the last six weeks of the season just they, to they, do they the relegation. Up. Yeah, Bad Toltz got relegated. Bad Toltz was spending big money last year. Who was the That's coach there? Kevin got Kevin that. You got relegated? <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, buddy there. Unreal. Sorry. No, I didn't cheer. That sucks, Kevin. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, relegated. Amazing. They got relegated with him as the coach, eh? Yeah. Byroy beat him, I think, in game six or seven. Um. Yeah. No, Um. I'm not for everyone. I wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> But Curd Dog, uh, he was for you, right? You liked him. You, you, you still. Well, you know, looking back, and I, it was so long ago, and uh, but I remember I was pissed off at all him all the time. I didn't get enough ice time. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> he never played me enough. Yeah, I, I think I gave you your player view last episode. I don't know. Maybe yeah, or, you know what, Kevin? Maybe I was fat when you got there. <laughs> didn't mean you had to be a jerk. Uh, um. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what else I got, guys. Um, you guys got to be busy during awesome. this time of year, eh? Um, Kerr Dog, so you are you got what, the KHL, Sweden? What are you all doing? I do uh, Switzerland, Sweden, most most of the teams in Austria and Italy, and uh, Slovakia. I'm, I'm help the guys that are have their boots on the ground there, a couple teams in Czech. Uh, so those are pretty much my main markets. Right, and I, that's, that's enough. <laughs> Right, that's enough. And Dave, you're uh, in my honey holes, right? Yeah, a lot of the second leagues, a little bit of overlap with a few of the DL teams, like the promotion teams and whatnot. But for the well, most you have part, a different guy that does like the DL then. Uh, Gary does just as he's been in that in that, that league. That circle, right? Years. Once you get into yeah. a circle, that's yeah. Yeah, he's been there for so long. It's uh, it's easier for him to do it than me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, I don't know. The research team was brutal today. That's all I got. So, you know, that's what happens. Yeah, no, and thank you for stopping by really quick. Um, Thank you for 
in for, in for the 10 bucks too. We're going to get it out to everybody. Yeah. Uh, the locker token folks, check it out. Um, he's not, I don't think he's going to send all of you 10 bucks, but he sent me 10 bucks and it's probably worth 11 now. So and this has been another episode of zero ales at hockey tales with the agents and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and I go fans. I'm like Pete's side fans. Van, van. I'm always sticking my mind.